What surprising skill do groundhogs have? And while Jeff answers that, I'm gonna give a, <laughs> I'm gonna give a thank you to the patrons. Uh, if you want to become a patron, head on over to the Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/CarsCast. You can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q and A's, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and much, much more. It's a great way to support the podcast. So head on over to the, it's the number one way to support yeah. the podcast. Yeah, you get to do a fun Zoom hangout with Carson and I and the other patrons, yeah. and we we play some GeoGuessr. It's always a good time. We're, it's a great time. Not great scores, but we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, okay, with that out so, of the way, what yeah, did Jeff so, come up uh, with for an answer? <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's like you say it's a special, like, unexpected skill that groundhogs have. Yeah, what's a surprising skill? It's surprising because I feel like – I think of them as digging, but that's not surprising. That's no. like that's like the normal skill. If the answer is digging, this person who wrote this question is just surprised no. by everything. Also, to groundhog experts, this is not surprising news. They're like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's basic. That's intro groundhog. Okay. Ooh. Okay, I got it. Here we go. They can sing. <laughs> well, that would have... <laughs> that, that would have been a great segue. Um... But it's actually a terrible answer. Um, they cannot <laughs> sing. The answer reads, they can climb trees, period. They also can swim. But they oh. is spelled the. The also can swim. Who wrote this question? <laughs> I don't know. This isn't. This app is getting kind of weird, honestly. I, I don't know because where they. I yeah. just wouldn't. Like, is it supposed to be surprising because they're called groundhogs so you're like yeah well, now there's they're tree hogs they're tree <laughs> they're just hogs they're just, a, they're just a couple of hogs yeah that's um, not at all surprising to me i would if no. someone said do you think groundhogs can climb trees i'd be like yeah probably no and also swimming i'm not surprised by that either so this is honestly a, the question's more wrong than i am i'm more surprised that andrew garfield can swim you know what i mean which is what happens in which yeah he, he tick, does tick, boom. swim in tick tick boom and he sings mm-hmm. he does it all in tick tick boom yeah well was that him singing i didn't look this up i think it was i i am familiar enough with andrew garfield to know that that was his voice unless they found like a look-alike or a sing-alike well it wouldn't uh, be a look-alike yeah that's why i said sing-alike be a, be a, a voice-alike a voice yeah, alike. sing-alike yeah a sing double yeah yeah um but yeah, we let's not jump too ahead of ourselves. It is no, we uh, don't. What? How was your week? It was good. Um, not a lot new. There, there was this one really cool thing that happened that you know about, but I don't think I'm ready to announce it yet because I'm waiting to see if yeah, how what how things pan out because some things. But, I mean, um, another exciting thing is you got this new jacket. I did get this new jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, florist on the back. It says florist on the back. Now is that? No anything to do with the band florist i didn't even know there was a band named florist actually i'm really out of touch yeah with so i was music because that was when i first saw it that's what i thought it was like merch for the band florist oh yeah no never heard of them uh i have heard of the band the garden which is sort of the same but they're uh <laughs> i mean it's similar in like what the name means it's not yeah. similar in that it would make sense for a band called the garden to have a jacket as merch this is florist florist yeah you know what i googled florist thinking it would give me information about the band and i don't know what i was expecting but it didn't it gave me florist information yeah i think you're um, gonna need to type florist band yeah i should have said that um but wow so many good segues we could be making but my my week was good uh not not a lot happened it's it is thanksgiving i thought we could you know touch on if you have any fun oh, thanksgiving yeah. plans Jeff? I mean, real quick, you know, just a recommendation. The band Florist is actually very good. <laughs> uh, awesome, yeah. But, yeah, yeah Thanksgiving. Um, uh-huh. Were we supposed to have, like, a Thanksgiving anecdote? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I did my first Friendsgiving this week um, where yeah. I had to prepare dishes. I made three dishes. Now, I had some help, but I did make three 
I made a, a bean. This is six when you do it with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> I made three dishes. <laughs> For people listening to the audio, every all three times he said three dishes. He's had up the number three with his fingers, but with both hands making it six. six. I made six dishes. Um, all right, Karsten, what were the dishes? A green bean casserole with some fried onions on top. Um, I made mm-hmm. a uh, a sweet potato marshmallow casserole. Uh, now I had help with cookie because I know we've talked about this dish in the past and how I yes. thought it was messed up, but you were like, "This is a classic." Um, I made it myself. We used yeah. jumbo marshmallows, which was insane. That's you don't... yeah. I mean, it's normal. You can do it. Okay. I mean, I don't, but I mean, you can. Yeah. It's not really like gonna make or break the dish, right? Uh, I'm really curious. Um, how did you feel about the dish? It turned out great, and I thought it was fine. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I liked it. The thing is, is like I, I, I barely saved any room for it because I was so full, and I was kind of saving it because it's a sweet dish for like yeah. dessert almost, and uh, it was pretty solid. It was, it was good. Um, yeah, pro- now – sorry, keep going. I was just going to say I'm not a big sweet potato fan, and I think I said yeah. this last time we talked about this. So, yeah. But the marshmallow now, was a great addition. The marshmallow is amazing. The marshmallow adds that extra bit of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's pretty debatable whether or not to call it a dessert. Mm-hmm. I personally don't. I eat it in the middle of the meal. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Um, I, yeah, I understand why people do. Now, you didn't have pineapple in it, did you? Uh, no, 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 no. No, that's that's what I also go with. Wow. We, we did like so cinnamon. Pineapple and... like bits, so you get like nice crunch of pineapple in there. I can see that working. I remember I kind of was like, no, when you said this before, but I I can see that now that I know the dish from beginning to end, it's like, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And uh, anyone out there looking <clears throat> for a fun semi-dessert, but also not really a dessert to add to your Thanksgiving meal, if you're looking for another side dish, yeah, uh, sweet potato casserole with marshmallows on top. Um, and if you want some pineapple in there, check that out. Look into it. Big yeah. proponent. Because uh, I made this. Yeah, I told you I think I made this when I was in France for people I was staying with. <laughs> and they, they all they all were mocking the idea of it. Yeah. They were like, "What is so. this?" Yeah. <laughs> I had I had to spend the issue right is they don't grow sweet potatoes in France. Um <laughs> and especially with like, you know, the supply chain issues the whole world's having uh at the grocery store, I had to buy four sweet potatoes to make this. And it cost me about $14 to buy four sweet potatoes <laughs> because I, they were imported from the United States. It cost you $14 to just get roasted by French people, basically. Yeah, and also that's not counting the other ingredients. Like, it probably cost me $20 to make Marshmallows and, yeah. you know, brown sugar, cinnamon. Yeah. Damn. Vanilla extract. Oh, the vanilla? Okay, because we were putting together the dish. And I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then we put in that teaspoon of vanilla extract, and I was like, this has all of a sudden become a very uh, intriguing dish in front of us. Uh, yeah. I mean, it makes I'm you feel kind of vanilla. like a, a chemist or something. I know. You're like, just a dash of <laughs> Yeah. Just like a, it's like the Powerpuff Girls intro. You're just like, yeah, yeah. tiny <laughs> bit of whatever. It was. I forget what, what the ingredients were in that yeah. intro, but the one that's like the love. smallest amount. Yeah. I feel like love um, wouldn't be the smallest amount. No. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a tiny love. bit of love too much love could get dangerous um yeah <laughs> the final dish was the a Huey southern... Lewis in the news the power of love <laughs> um anyways southern, yeah what's the final dish car southern baked mac and cheese uh southern okay that sounds great it's just you know the we Staple. made it now now this was only a big deal for me because you know i'm not a good cook um and i don't I was know not that. i was I not lying to I'm really not. Well, I actually don't think I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not a bad cook. I'm just really bad at cooking. Like I don't like to cook. I <laughs> I don't understand the distinction. <laughs> You're like, well, the food tastes terrible, but I look awesome in the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? That makes sense. Um, I uh, I just like I don't like cooking. I don't do it often. I order a lot, and. Uh, uh, this was a big yeah. deal because it, it forced me to take out the knives and knives out and uh, knives out. Make <laughs> sweet yeah. potatoes and out next year. Next year, knives out too. Knives out. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that was how is my Knives week Out was. Two coming out next year? It is coming out. I I don't know if it's coming out next year for sure, but it should be. I mean, they've wrapped production. I'm pretty sure. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I wonder who gets killed this time. Right. Maybe Daniel Craig. I think uh, not Daniel Craig's. If they're yeah. making they're making a Knives Out <laughs> three, and that would be a real <laughs> that was big the issue. Only wrong answer to that yeah. question. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We should. Uh, you know, I mean, Jeff, how was your week? It was yeah, my you, week was you know fine. I was doing stuff I normally do. Let's let's quickly touch on the the dolphin. Um, yeah, the dolphin. Yeah, dolphin uh, passed. So I uh, many people uh, did reach out to me who are listeners of the podcast because uh, the star of the film Dolphin Tale that I was an extra in and also volunteered yeah. at the aquarium, uh, Winter the Dolphin, passed away this past week. It's a uh, very big news in yeah. in uh western dolphin world. coastal florida yeah the dolphin community swim high yeah whatever her name was swim. i'll be honest salt winter yeah winter i was uh swim high winter <laughs> i'm i'm shocked that she's still alive to be honest i thought she would have been dead by now but um well dolphins i think you're underestimating the lifespan of dolphins because winter did not die of old age winter died from a like a gastrointestinal oh, issue jesus oh, i'm gonna google this like That's dolphin actually... what do you, okay i want you to guess what oh, you think God. a dolphin lifespan is i'm gonna guess I'm... too before i google this i'm gonna um, say 40 I'm gonna say 40 a tight 40 because any longer than that is insane but yeah i was gonna say like 25 okay but well it's it depends on the type of dolphin okay um and i don't know what type of dolphin winter was but it looks like the average is like about 45 to 50. So, you know. Yeah, winter was like 16, dude. <clears throat> Jesus. I was a child. We yeah. lost a kid. Um, Wow, that's actually really sad. I'm so so sorry to hear about winter. Yeah. Um, that's uh, it's unfortunate news. Yeah. Well, um, in her honor, we're going to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom, which winter would have loved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <laughs> probably yeah i mean there's lots of singing dolphins probably like singing dolphins like music um dolphins love lin-manuel miranda <laughs> it's a known fact yeah yeah they play hamilton to the dolphins to make them happy um i don't know um <laughs> i guess yeah <laughs> anyways anyway uh, uh, do you want to read that google synopsis of tick tick boom yeah Tick, tick, dot, 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 boom, exclamation point. Um, based on the autobiographical musical by playwright Jonathan Larson, it's the story of an aspiring composer in New York City who is worried he made the wrong career choice. Um, that's what Google gives us. That's it? Uh, yeah. Let's let's look at the Seriously? IMDb. Google's really been letting us down pretty consistently recently. I don't know what it is. The, the IMDb is, on the cusp of his 30th birthday, a promising young theater composer navigates love, friendship, and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City. Okay, that's uh, better. What was the Google one again? The, the Google one was uh, based on... The autobiographical musical by playwright Jonathan Larson. It's the story of an aspiring comp aspiring composer in New York City who is worried he made the wrong career choice. Um, yeah, that's kind of weak. That's, that's almost not... just like, yeah, this is a movie. That's like what they're getting towards with right. the progression of these. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, neither neither are, are really great, I'm going to be honest. But yeah. that is something I learned um, is that this is not – because you think this is – I mean, it's, it's semi – biopic semi uh uh ad ad adaptation yeah adaption adaptation adaptation <laughs> it's been a long day um of like this is an already made musical that jonathan larson actually made kind of about himself which right I, the the thing is and i think this is a good disclaimer i don't know i'm speaking for myself here i know jack shit about rent and jonathan larson yeah i don't either i think my parents have seen it i've not seen <clears> it Okay, which makes us the perfect people to talk about yeah. this movie. <laughs> you know, we're we're viewing it through the lens and the eyes of people that don't know anything about exactly. it. <laughs> I think that I think there is some. I, I I enjoyed it a lot for someone who didn't know anything about it. For the, for the record, yeah, I, I was like, and to be fair, it's not obviously it's not at all about rent. 
It's just no, about it's not this about guy's right. life. It's yeah, it's about Jonathan Larson. Well, maybe like a fictionalized version of him that he wrote about. Well, I yeah. don't know. It's a, like a it's a mix of things. Um but uh yeah, it's a musical directed by Lin Manuel Miranda. It's his debut feature, I believe. Um starring Andrew Garfield. In the Heights, he didn't direct, right? He did not direct that. No. That just, was So that this kind of confusing cuz that's a adaptation of a musical mm-hmm. that he wrote and yeah. i think he wrote the screenplay for he wrote the music and i think he wrote the screenplay yeah um, but he didn't direct it and this is one that someone else wrote the screenplay of and yep. it's an adaptation of someone else's musical and he just directed it so it's like literally it. the complete yeah. opposite he's had a crazy year lin-manuel because he did in the heights um he's got this he's got vivo which is uh, a, an animated film that he, I believe, starred in um, that is also a musical of sorts. And there's also Encanto, which is another musical animation that I believe he did the music for. He also helped write it. No, he did not do the music for it, but he helped write it. He's very busy, Lin-Manuel. Yeah. man is uh, st- staying busy. And honestly, um, good for him. But... The the thing I wish though before we get into it, yeah, uh, is that you know of course he has the just like in the heights he has like a cameo in this, but it's it's much shorter. It's Very literally tiny. like three seconds. Thank I God. just wish that in the cameo he did the meme face. <laughs> just, <laughs> just did a quick <laughs> lip bite the lip. Yeah, <laughs> it would have like ruined the movie completely. <laughs> Everyone been like, oh God, he did it. He really did it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, now before we talk more about this film, mm-hmm. which did you like better, this or In the Heights? This. Definitely yeah, me too. This. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I, we're on the same page. Yeah, I mean, they both had... I, I think I, I really don't like um, Lin-Manuel's... I'm a, I'm a huge fan of rap music, but I, I don't like the way he incorporates it into musicals. It's just, it never... It very rarely works for me, and I don't... I just can't get into the music and it, it just comes off corny a lot of the time which tr- like normal like this kind of musical also comes off corny a lot of the, yeah. I, I think musicals musical theater has just a bad <laughs> rep as being extremely yeah, corny that's what we're learning is you're kind of discovering right now that you hate musical theater <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you think they're all a bunch of losers <laughs> You're like everything anyone does in song makes it ten times worse. Bad, yeah. Just say it. Just say it. Just say the thing. Don't sing say it. Say the this damn is, thing. In real life, people talk words. Yeah. Um. Uh... <laughs> okay. So we got that out of the way. You like yeah. this better than In the Heights? Yeah. For a variety of reasons. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I really. And I think it's because I, I, he doesn't deserve the amount of trash that he gets, Lin Manuel. Yeah, because he gets memed on to death, and honestly, for good reason. Like that picture, and he is a very corny individual a lot of the time. Yeah, and we uh, talked about that in the or in the heights in the episode, heights. <laughs> where my feeling is that he is trying to make the most commercially acceptable version of his vision. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's part of his vision is making totally. it as family friendly as possible. And yeah. just like, which I think is something ingrained in the theater process, which is actually something touched upon in this film where it's like mm-hmm. part of success is making something that is as easy to like recommend to people as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like in this film, they're talking about, yeah, his first film is about like robots and like no one's really going to see that. Yeah. Or first production. Sorry. Not, it's not right, a film. Right, He's not yeah. a filmmaker. Like he not like Karsten Runquist, our yeah. resident filmmaker at the Karst cast. Well, I'm a florist, so I don't know how, where you you're got a florist. That. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah yeah. Now, I actually my favorite thing about this film is mm-hmm. the format and pacing. Me too. Because this film, once it starts, it just it the pace stays the exact same, and it's so snappy the entire two hours. Absolutely. Like yeah. you can't breathe this entire film totally yeah i think that i i think all the pieces work together the, and and that's why it it kind of feels like that because i definitely never felt bored and yeah. i agree i think the edit is just like so on point i looked it up and the editor for this did a lot of the 
a lot of Wes Anderson's movies, which is interesting. Really? Because his movies are also very just... I, yeah. I Those are like, I don't get bored at, at Wes Anderson movies. There's something Maybe about this guy. Lin-Manuel and Wes Anderson are getting too much credit, and it's just this yeah. person. I agree. I thought you were going to say maybe maybe <laughs> Lin-Manuel and Wes Anderson should make a musical together. Um, that actually yeah. sounds... See, that's something that I think some people sound, think would be the greatest film of all time, and it'd yeah. actually probably be really weird and bad. It'd be really not great, no. Um, yeah, I feel <clears> like they, they're, the things they're good at are, are like competing almost. When, Wes Anderson's whole thing is like making things really dry and... Yeah, Lin-Manuel there's a lot of nuance. Overacting as much as possible, right? Basically. Right. So, like, <laughs> it's they're just very competing philosophies. Where yeah. Wes Anderson has, there's so much nuance and subtext, <laughs> and the, I guess the point of musical theater is to sing the subtext. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really doesn't, doesn't really work. Doesn't translate. Um. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it is really well paced. Let's talk about Andrew Garfield. Who? Yes. Is Andrew Garfield. Really God damn, kills good it in, in this, this movie. <laughs> he kills it in this movie. <laughs> so good. Um, like, you can't take your eyes off Andrew Garfield in this movie. No, and I like it because I feel like this is some, a, a role that would be really easy to overplay and just yeah. to be too crazy about. But he somehow like never goes too far with it. Like he he stays in a believable range that just yeah. makes it really compelling and. Yeah, I, I mean, I I've always been Garfield. a. Yeah, I, me too. I love Andrew Garfield. You should watch Mainstream. You know, ever, ever since, yeah, ever since I saw him in the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, <laughs> I've been on that Garfield train. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I wear, I wear those T-shirts that say Garfield. I gang. hate Mondays, and it yeah. has Andrew Garfield's face. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make so many shirts like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was really great in this. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> he loves lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, you didn't eat lasagna once in this movie. Didn't really see. And they were that. at a diner. Like they were at a diner. Lasagna. A diner. Like, who... The scene where everyone's ordering stuff on the Sunday like brunch. Someone yeah. should be like lasagna now. And there should have been a quick moment. <laughs> Come on, Garfield. Where Andrew Garfield's like. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he just he starts eating lasagna. <laughs> He's like, "What day is it?" They're like, "Monday." He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's what that's what day is big like recital was on. <laughs> that's why he was so stressed the night before. Is because like tomorrow's Monday. Shit! Oh, it's Monday. <laughs> there should have been a lot of Garfield, um, like I don't know. Subtext. That might be the art, like the worst recommendation we've ever had. <laughs> like, imagine we have Lin Manuel the podcast. We're like, didn't you think about making fun of Andrew Garfield's name <laughs> and pretending he was Garfield the cat? <laughs> and then, he, and then Lin Manuel just does the face and hangs up the call. <laughs> we learned the biggest interview of our life, and that's the first question. We're like, um, first question: Have you considered? <laughs> Andrew Garfield's last name <laughs> and the potential of that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah. really good. Uh, anyways, he's really good in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's really all I have to say about Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. I said he was good for 20 seconds, then spent three minutes pretending he was Garfield the cat. But no, he was really, really good in this. And yeah. if that was him singing, which I probably should have done the research and look that up, um, great singing. I'm going to look it up right now. Did Andrew Garfield sing in, oh, God, I can't spell, in uh, tick, 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 boom. boom? You know, he probably had, yes, the, <laughs> the first result is, yes, Andrew Garfield is really singing in Tick, Tick, Boom. See, and the thing is um, that the reason it's phrased like that and people are asking the question <laughs> is because it's so good yeah. that people were skeptical. They're like, exactly. how can there be this much talent in one man, in one cat? Yeah, how does he have time for all of these skills? <laughs> you know, he 
he can act in many great films like yeah. uh, Social Network, Imaginary of Dr. Parnassus, Spider-Man. Uh, he also can sing in this film. Yeah. He also has time to be mean to a dog. <laughs> He's got many great films, A Tale of Two Kitties. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he has, to answer to, he has to answer to John all the time. <laughs> Andrew Garfield has to answer to John. Andrew Garfield. I mean, his name Dude, is John in this film. Character. Coincidence? I really wanted to look up if his like agent's name was He's a John or something because that'd be really funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oof. Uh, what else? I don't even. I don't even know. I. I. I guess I learned a lot about Jonathan Larson in the process, which like, makes sense because it is like a semi-biographical. Yeah. Film. It's like it's like, what? How would you even <clears throat> define this? Because it's. Not really a biopic. It's an adaptation of a biographical play. I know. Yeah. So that's it, well strange. That's the thing. It's like Jonathan Larson. It's like if you wrote your own biopic and then someone else directed it, which is right. honestly best case scenario, especially if the guy directing your biopic is musical theater legend. Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda. And also, best case scenario, I can't think of many people I would rather have play me than Andrew Garfield. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that Andrew Garfield in a biopic of us, the Cars think, cast, would be more likely to play you or me? Probably you. No, like 100% you. You have more Garfield in you. I don't know who would play me. I, I do a... hate Mondays. <clears throat> you do hate Mondays. Um, no, um, yeah. I. You know, also I'm closer in age. You are closer in age, yeah. I don't know who I, would play me. I do want to say, just... though, a lot of this film is talking about how when you, when you turn 30, you're super old. <laughs> that is, I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, I wonder how Jeff's enjoying yeah, this Yeah, it's movie. like, yeah, because I turned 30 this year. Yeah. How does it so, feel? Did you did this resonate with you in any way? Um, well, I mean, yeah, it doesn't make you feel great about that when it's like, yeah. it's like, my life's over, I'm 30 now. He's like, I'm running out of time, and you're like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, like, yeah, we okay. Um, and it's like, what have you done with your life? And I'm like, oh, I talked to Karsten Runquist for about 200 hours of on record. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck, I had a really good point, and I forgot it. I was gonna make a joke about the dolphin actually running out of time but that's actually wow, not that's kind of not that's funny really that's, that's yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, uh... sorry um oh I, I, I was gonna make a different joke saying uh never mind it's not okay. a funny joke I, um... now getting back to actually talking about the film <laughs> um the songs in this i thought were and again it's easy to compare this for us <clears> to <throat> in the heights even though of course it's not written by the same yeah you know, person and the songs were not mm-hmm. written by Lin Manuel. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, he didn't have input on that. Right? Were they already? I don't. I mean, he might. He probably had like a. May, little I mean, I'm bit sure he had input, some but... input, but I think yeah. the songs were from the play, the original musical. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the songs were much better than In the Heights. Absolutely. I mean, they were. Yeah, they were fantastic songs. The Sunday thing was really great. Um, I really liked the. Even though it was like really over the top, I liked the modern. Uh, relationship argument thing that was mm-hmm. fun. Vanessa Hutchins is like pretty good in the movie, which I was yeah. surprised by, considering she was like very bland in High School Musical. But she really, she has the chops. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I think like the biggest. What were you gonna say? Your mouth. Oh, I was just gonna say I agree that the songs are a lot better than the Heights. Yeah, in the Heights, my biggest complaint was that in half the songs they're just repeating like one line over and over. Yeah. Again. They're like in the heights, in the heights, in the heights. <laughs> it just sounds like chanting. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like in the heights was not treating it like a musical, which made it feel over long and just repetitive. Um, yeah. Which I guess go hand in hand. But I clearly you got to give Lin Manuel credit here because he clearly yeah. knows like the appeal of musical music. Yeah. <laughs> Oh um, no, he no, he here's the thing. Lin Manuel is absolutely a genius when it comes to musical totally. theater. Totally. Yeah. I mean there's a reason he's, you know, one he of the most commercially is. successful 
you know musical theater people that's ever lived yeah um and i and and he directed this so obviously like a ton of the credit has to go to him i'm not saying it's just he didn't write these songs specifically but the way he directed this you know in the way the film is structured Mm -hmm. just makes it just works i guess right for me i mean that's that's what i'm like i'm just impressed because like obviously he doesn't come from like a film background but like he really like knew how to film and like keep the the momentum of this so exciting and so emotional like i was actually because like in the heights it's like i was rolling my eyes a lot because it was so poorly paced i was like i don't care yeah it was slow like and also the, I, the songs were really cringy <clears throat> yeah but here it's like and, and maybe because the topics were like just a little bit more carefully handled and and yeah. a lot heavier i i was like damn i'm actually like i'm there with the film it's really working on me and i don't know i was just like genuinely kind of surprised with how snappy and engaging yeah. this was for me and i also think the fact that it was treated closer to like a narrative film and the way it was shot yeah. where a lot of the in the heights you know it was these musical set pieces mm-hmm. that just were like bad versions of la la land in terms of it yeah. was all these big set pieces but none of them were very good or interesting <clears throat> no no where this it's filmed <clears throat> primarily like you would film a like something that's not a musical yeah yeah um and it's just these like quick kind of vignettes uh, of his life mm-hmm. interspersed with these flashbacks and like the modern, you know, yeah. I guess it's not really modern day, but it's it's him performing the mu- the musical that the adaptation is, yeah, which is not modern because modern is now looking back on this, mm-hmm. so it's just less flashback. Yeah, does that make sense? I'm almost there with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's true though. Like, I don't know the not to again to compare to In the Heights, but it's just such a good example of like. <laughs> a musical theater film done wrong. It's just like half of, if not all of those musical scenes are just people gathering in the streets and like everyone on your block is all of a sudden like dancing and singing. And it's such a, like a cliche at this point. It's like we, it's, it's like easy to make fun of that in musicals. Whereas like this, it just like has fun with that and actually like utilizes what film has to offer. Like the pool scene when like the musical notes are on the lanes it's like it's cheesy but it's also like that's it's cool it's like yeah i you, you get I that think in movies the, yeah definitely because yeah. i think the magic of of the theater you know version of musicals yeah is hearing it's the same with improv comedy which sounds that's like <laughs> sounds very stupid to say no, but i just no, mean no. The, the magic of it is in the live performance aspect where yeah. watching filmed improv kind of sucks because it, you don't have that, you know, feeling of being in the same space when this is happening. So for yeah. music, it's, you know, part of the magic is hearing the people actually singing live. So if you're not going to have that as an element, which it's not, of course, in mm-hmm. theatrical versions, um, I don't think it's as easy to get away with, you know, doing what In the Heights is doing, where it's these big set pieces that are trying to kind of recreate what kind of set pieces are on stage when you have tons of people gather around like spin in circles all together and like throw someone Mm -hmm. in the air and they're like taking out the trash (laughs) (laughs) and like you know where this is just the music's treated in a different way it's not treated as the like big spectacle that's the only thing you also have a normal film to go along with it yep rather than this it's trying to you know something trying to just accentuate the music and make you focus more on the music. This gives you the music and also, you know, much more of a visual experience that's a bit more independent to go mm-hmm. along with it. And I think totally. that I, yeah. I appreciate a lot. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a great point, Jeff. Thank um, you. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like we, you know, we like barely. I feel like we've we've touched on so much for people who have no idea what rent is. Um, I mean, isn't we don't have no but, idea what it is. But, yeah. Um, well, that's because we haven't talked about rent at all. <laughs> no, we have not talked about what rent if, once. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm ready. I want to hear one of your famous Karsten Runquist insights. 
You can't just put me. There's, there's no. What the fuck was that about? That was insane. No. Um. Okay, I do have a fact. Um. Something interesting uh, is that this has the same. It has a lot of the same people uh, that worked on Synecdoche, New York, in the production design and costume department. Like a lot of people really? that work on Charlie Kaufman movies in general, which kind of cool. makes sense because it's like it honestly is very like in the same vibe as Synecdoche, New York, where it's a guy trying to put on a big production yeah. and kind of like getting lost in his head. And I think whoever I sh- I should have like looked up the name to credit her, but like really great production design. I love it's like dull and like super gray and brown, but in a way that's like nice to look at. It's not yeah shallow. No, I, which I is, totally agree, yeah. and that's you know I think is related to what we were both kind of agreeing on with mm-hmm. the fact that it's shot just like a narrative non musical film. Yeah. Um, where in the heights the production design it's like theatrical in appearance where everything feels like it's built for a theater where you'll have like people standing on like awnings and stuff mm-hmm. balconies you don't stand on awnings that's that's not what i meant <laughs> at all <laughs> awnings. Um, but you know what i mean yeah. where yeah it, yeah so i no i think the production design was was really good um, yeah yeah totally it's a very interesting fact about you know the the relationship yeah, to uh, Charlie Kaufman uh, films. That's that Karsten Rundquist insight. That that's the Karsten Rundquist insight. You only on get that. He actually patent pending. <clears throat> yeah, I'm the one who yeah. patented the Karsten Rundquist insight. Yeah. <laughs> I will say um, I was trying because we actually had an issue where we so we just a uh, quick um, aside. We are going to appear on the Intercut podcast doing a Wes Anderson are. ranked. So that's just a yeah. nice. So check that out when that's available, I think, sometime this week. Um, yeah. yeah, but I couldn't get into Skype, so I had to try to make a new account. And um, I, I I tried to make my email karstenrunquist at outlook.com. <laughs> and it actually accepted it. So I think I now own karstenrunquist at outlook.com. That is, that's insane. That's, <laughs> I can't believe I haven't, I thought I made a, I think I made a K Runquist or something. Not to yeah, well, I'll sell email, it to you. But okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. You know what? I made uh, my username in like middle school when I first set up a Twitter. I made a, a Twitter that's Karsten like at Karsten Runquist. Um, never tweeted on it. Bar- didn't follow anyone on it, and lost the account info for that. So yeah. I can't even buy that <clears throat> username. It's just that's it's me. Un- that's not great. Yeah, it's kind now of shitty. I will say, we'll we'll get back. I won't go through all this, but my brother has the greatest story of stealing a Twitter account of yeah. all time. Uh, he pretty much tricked his coworker who produced the like podcast at his old company uh-huh. into changing his name on Twitter, and then he was gonna reclaim the old name on like a burner account just so he kept the name. My brother then tricked him, walked to his desk, stole the guy's account. And then, and here's the thing, and you gotta, I don't know exactly where this is defined, but my brother has it recorded on like some podcast somewhere, the whole story. But what he did was through a variety of methods, he got Twitter to verify his fake account. <laughs> so my brother had a verified fake parody account of his coworker. Dog. And then he That's... kept tweeting, pretending to be this guy, saying, like, he, he promoted a tweet on Twitter that said, this is the official <laughs> account of this guy. All other accounts are malicious parodies. <laughs> Your brother is such a dick. That is an insane move. <laughs> yeah. So How do I'm you... sure, yeah. I couldn't even get verified. Not that uh, yeah. I, I'm deserving of it, but I'm like, how the hell? <laughs> How's Jared verified? That's... Well... Yeah. yeah, it's Jared. Yeah, it was Jared got verified from working at his old media <clears throat> company. So everyone there got verified. I think that they might have had like an in with someone at Twitter. That's very. But I think you should be cool. verified. I think I I, really I should not be verified, verified, but you should be verified. I'm verified on uh, YouTube and yeah, a, me- a music board, which is Letterbox but for music. Oh. Um, well, I will say one method before we get off this topic that jared used to get the fake account verified is that he promoted a tweet like he paid five dollars to promote the tweet 
So you have to give money to Twitter so that they're like, yeah, that oh, well, in. yeah, just because I think that might have bumped him up. It's it's you know unsubstantiated, but that there yeah. seems to be a connection there that he paid them five dollars. Yeah, and they you got verified, but but for five dollars, not good, bad, good deal. Yeah, it's the Jeffrey Borslow insight. Um, that's that's the patented Jeffrey Borslow insight. <laughs> um, well, I guess we could like put out some you closing any... thoughts. Yeah, closing thoughts. I um, mean, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. That's what I was gonna. I'm like surprisingly enjoyable. <laughs> like, yeah, like here's really, the thing. Yeah, an amazing film. If you're with <clears throat> your family for Thanksgiving, this is one that everyone's gonna enjoy. Yeah, I yeah. think this is my absolute recommendation this is a thing thanksgiving would you agree this is your recommendation for a thanksgiving movie to watch with the family i think it surpassed finch i'm gonna be yeah. honest i think i think yep. it's i think i liked it a lot what about titan <laughs> <laughs> i will probably bring up t10 at uh titan yeah I, T10. every time i say it differently every time um i'm gonna bring it up at thanksgiving see what people yep. if anyone saw it um yeah and you can say jeff liked it better than raw <laughs> I'll, I'll be like let's let's double feature raw and t10 for the family i think i have a feeling gonna, if you do that you're not gonna get to get t10. invited to the next one yeah. yeah um but no great film to watch with the family uh yeah. the songs are fun andrew okay. garfield's very very great. good i think if we're doing any predictions here yeah i was uh, about to ask you that yeah do you think he's get any I, I he might buzz. get nominated for for best actor at the at the Oscars but I really think he might have uh the best comedy actor at the Golden Globes uh, is it musical slash comedy in. yeah it's always like best musical or comedy and I'm Why like do they really, group those like that it's a really weird random the Golden Globes don't make any sense um but like get out was nominated in the comedy category I was like I don't know how that's Anyways. Yeah, maybe it's um, just one person who doesn't understand <clears throat> films at all. Yeah, and, and they were just laughing while watching it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like families, am I right? Um, <laughs> no, I I still haven't seen Get Out. You have not seen Get Out. Um, I I think he. I'm looking at the 2021 list that I have right now, and I think he's got that one locked in. I'm gonna be honest. I yeah. I think this will be a very good movie in award season but i could be wrong um anyways uh jeff i'm really excited this is unrelated but i'm so excited for you to see red rocket that is yeah. a phenomenal movie i love it so much <laughs> just surpassed it on the list um all right but yeah that's tick tick boom what are we feeling for a score jeff i i'm feeling like a solid because again i just watched it 20 minutes before we started recording yeah um but like right my immediate reaction is like a solid solid four yeah i gave it a three and a half but i i might bump it up to a four because i'm like at the end of the day and i don't even know if this is grouped in as a biopic but it's like one of the first like well-made um what's the word like tasteful biopics yeah. like it feels very much like um, and again, I don't know anything about Jonathan Larson, but I'm like, this right. feels like a very respectable and unapologetically like unique and I don't know. Uh, I forget the word. I already said all the words. Um, yeah, you said biopic. enough of them. I, I yeah. said words. I, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think <clears throat> that, you know, obviously since I didn't really know who this was before watching it, it makes it yeah. easier as a biopic where you, you know, when you watch, you know, uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, for instance, mm-hmm. and then people know already a lot about Queen and Freddie yeah. Mercury, so yeah. you're like, "Wow, this is a really standard biopic." Yeah, with not yeah, anything it's... interesting to say. Mm-hmm. Um, where this one at least feels a bit, you know, deeper than that. But I think mm-hmm. also that's because the person wrote it about themselves, right? Um, right, and they seem like they were probably a pretty introspective, yeah, person. Yeah, since they were uh, someone yeah. who wrote plays for a living yeah they won the pulitzer prize for this not this movie but you know for the yeah know. um anyways if anything makes me want to check out rent um <clears throat> that's uh yeah what 
And you don't need to rent this film. It's on Netflix. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, great. Well, that was Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, next, we want to get into some Q&A. We, yeah. we, we want Here's to the answer thing. questions. I am a huge fan of Carson Runquist. I don't know if everyone <laughs> listening knows this about me, but yep. I will pretty much agree with anything Carson says. So if Carson says it's time to answer questions, I'll answer some questions. That's what I'm talking about. He's a great guy. I think I've said this, you know, a few times on the podcast, but I know Carson Runquist in real life, and he is as nice as you hope he is. Because yeah. people, you know, they watch your videos. And they're like, this guy seems pretty nice, but sometimes YouTubers are like kind of assholes in real life. Carson Runquist is not that. Just a profoundly nice person. Yeah. Jeff is also kind. Um, this, this, and with that, this first one comes from fifteen dollar patron Gavin Gibson, um, and that's that's right. If you're a patron and you pledge fifteen dollars a month, you get those questions answered in these episodes. Um, but this one comes from Gavin Gibson, and it's what's the best trailer you've seen for a film? It's a good question. Best um, trailer. Now, that's a big question. It's like ever. Yeah. Um, but I really like the new Matrix trailer. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not seen it. it I is... don't watch a lot of trailers. See, neither do I. But like since the movies have come back, I've like, you know, you're forced to sit through them at the, at the yep. movies. And seeing that Ma- Matrix trailer before Dune in IMAX is like, wow. It is... A really well edited trailer. I don't even like The Matrix that much, but I'm excited for that new movie. Yeah. So, what uh, okay, I'm gonna say though, because the only trailer I've spent a significant amount of time watching, yeah, um, is the Baby Driver trailer. That and well, that's yeah. a phenomenal trailer. It is a really good trailer. It's a good one to spend a lot of time editing and watching. And editing yourself into. I loved it so much. I I spent ten hours editing myself into the trailer. <laughs> You're like, I want to be in it. I want, that's I want how to be much baby this driver. guy liked that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a very well edited trailer. Yeah. I think some others are uh, Portrait of the Lady on Fire as a really good trailer. That's also one that I only watched a lot because I used it for an editing class. We had to like yeah. re-edit it or something. Um, and then uh, the mid-90s trailer is really good. It's very unfortunate that the movie did not live up to the hype because the trailer was really well made. Yeah, the movie was okay though. It's an oh, it's not. Yeah, That's it's not bad, but it's yeah. like it was truly just like okay, that was good. Yeah, it it felt like that movie was coming out at a time when there was this kind of zeitgeist around that that time period. Yeah, and you're like, oh, maybe this is like a definitive modern looking back into the mid 90s and it just turned out to be kind of like decent yeah yeah like it felt like if it was good people would have remembered that movie for years and it kind of feels like that's not the case yeah it was like it's i i I enjoyed it though i was willing to watch it again yeah exactly Um, it's that type of film where you're like i remember this being like pretty enjoyable mm -hmm. um a little bit traumatic yeah yeah it but was really kind of hard to watch at times. It was hard to watch. Like that scene of the uh, of when he's screaming at his mom in the car. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of upsetting. A lot of really uncomfortable moments in that movie. And you're saying that as someone who loves Raw. What? Just what? saying that, that if that's uncomfortable to you and you oh, love Raw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then this is, yeah. yeah. Then this is very uncomfortable. I T10 is way more uncomfortable than Raw, but I guess that's where we maybe disagree yeah i don't know um but yeah i hope that answers that question um thank you gavin for the question uh let me check. I, I do remember i watched the toy story <clears throat> 4 trailer in your we saw it i think <laughs> it might have been with jonathan oppenheim yeah when the like second episode ever yeah yeah in your room your and i was room. like we're, we're all gonna watch this trailer and then we're gonna talk about it and then we didn't talk about it um yeah, these next one ones come from the Patreon, uh, not the Patreon, the the subreddit, the Carscast subreddit, r slash Carscast. Um, 
lovely folks over there. This first one comes from Very Neat Guy, and it's question for Karsten, best part of Florida, question for Jeff, best part of Minnesota, if you've been. Now, I don't think you've been I think been I've only been to the airport. You've been to the... <laughs> well, okay. The airport is really nice in Minnesota, I will say. I think we have a nice airport here. Um, I don't know if you remember most Best much part, of it though. You have a lot of lakes. I like that idea. We do have a lot of lakes. It's yeah. probably going to be real like uh, <clears throat> targeted territory when global warming makes a lot of the earth unlivable. Uh, lakes are going to be clutch. They're going to be nice. Yeah, I'm really Minnesota's going to have a renaissance. Totally. Um, I uh, I like Disney World. I'll say it. Yeah, I like Disney. I more I, than Universal. I've never been to Universal, so I can't speak Yeah, because there, it. people love Harry Potter World. Yeah. I Well, wait, Universal, that's in L.A., right? No, we have Universal Studios in Orlando as well. Oh. I went to There's the one also, in L.A. and saw yeah. the Harry Potter World there. Yeah, yeah, we have one as well. Time. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we also have Busch Gardens, which yeah. is uh, in Tampa. Mm. You guys and have lots we, of... Yeah, we also have SeaWorld, which is... Uh, which mm, is don't, go to, don't go to SeaWorld. No, anti-SeaWorld. Um... Yeah. But yeah, you know Disney World. Not to not to be that guy, but a lot of good memories there as a kid. Even yeah. though I only went there How one many? time as a kid. Okay, um, but it was a really memorable trip. I had a really fun time. Disney and... World is great for for children. I mean, it's fine for adults too. I I, I, I kind of want to go back. Yeah. No, the thing about Disney World that is <clears throat> head and shoulders above you know other theme parks is the like immersion that they can create with their themed areas yeah you know um like the because for instance you know in chicago you're only what an hour and a half from that six flags mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah and that's fun if you know as an adult you're just like i want to go on some roller coasters that are all slapped together and there's nothing really themed about it yeah um but in disney world it's like you're waiting in line for like a pirates of the caribbean thing and it's like you even the air feels like musty and all this stuff mm-hmm. and you're just like in it's this like super... tunnel walking with like yeah you feel like you're not um, in a part of the world you forget exactly. you're in florida that's for it, sure yeah yeah it just feels like a you're in some kind of weird land where you know i don't know it's an interesting especially for children it's like such a fun feeling yeah yeah so i agree disney world is fun good good place now uh, disney the company is questionable yeah questionable for sure now not to dox myself, maybe this is doxing myself, but I'm gonna, without being specific, I recently learned I live extremely close to Walt Disney's childhood home in yeah. Chicago. Uh, I just like randomly looked up attractions on Google Maps and it said Walt Disney childhood home and it was like very near me. Yeah, I just um, grew up living really close to Hulk Hogan. Wow. Could feel I, that I, energy, I think I've brother. definitely told you this, yeah. I think where, you did, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I played soccer against his son because <laughs> his son was the same age as me. Did you? So you've met Hulk? Yeah. I, no, I t- I've told oh. you this. Where, like, I, I was at a park one time when I was like six, and he, uh, when he was wrestling, because this is in the 90s, he spun me around on one of those, like, things you, you know, that have, like, the, it's like a disc that spins, and you, there's, like, these bars that you can use to push it. So he, when he was wrestling on steroids, he did that, and it was the fastest, like most G's I've ever experienced in my life. You've maybe told me this before, but I am pretty sure this is the first time I'm hearing this. This is an insane Jeff fact. Yeah, um, I love that so much. I know it was ridiculous. I'm I'm a very Florida person. Yeah, yeah, you're the Florida man. I am. Um, cool uh this this next one do you have any like celebrity encounters like that no i don't have a lot of uh fun celebrity encounters because i have uh, a few of them yeah what's what's another one well i uh peed next to Derek jeter in a cheesecake factory bathroom <laughs> when i was like 10 yeah um yeah i also was leaving the bathroom in the Empire State Building as the Dalai Lama was entering. Wow. Yeah, so we made eye contact. Damn. Okay, the only big celebrity sighting that I have is Christian Bale in airport security and uh, doing my passport shit right near him. Yeah. And looking at Christian Bale's passport. That was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you also have, like, you know, ones where... Like Sean Baker, you talked to for a bit. 
That was, you know. But those are like baby. those are not random. Those are like you went to no. a screening and talked. That's to what him I'm for saying. Like a minute afterwards. And I've met so a lot count. of like smaller people, but you know, I feel like Christian Bale is the one like massive celebrity where I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> it's Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah, and that was I was tr- I was very uh, starstruck after that, and I'm not someone that gets that starstruck. Um, oh, I met G Easy when I was young, but I think I've talked about. I that I don't before. know who that is. It is a he's a really cheesy rapper. Um, let's move on. This next one is that com- a fa- is, is everyone does everyone know who that is? He's pretty popular. He date he dated like Halsey. Um, I don't know. The kids love him. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, I'm looking there. There's one that's like kind of political. I don't know if we want to get into it. Uh, well, actually, um, I, I guess we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, this yeah. one comes from Dr. Aneurysm. This is how we'll end the questions. And it's, have you been watching the Rittenhouse trial? Opinions aside, it's entertaining to watch. Um, I... That's not even that political. It's just like a big event happening, but it is like kind yeah. of political. It's I have been like sort of here. I'll, I'll come clean. I deleted like Twitter and and have been kind of like off social media, so I've been getting all that news a little late. Yeah, via friends, but uh, pretty crazy. The more I hear about it, um, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, there's a variety <clears throat> of things you have to consider with something like this because i think it's really easy to hear someone you know say something about it and then that kind of filters your worldview yeah well you know yeah um yeah. so so i think regardless you know you have to do your own if you're going to have an opinion on it you have to try to make sure that you're as informed as possible um Absolutely. and i think there's two different factors that are important in things like events like this and that's um you know, a moral and ethical standpoint to have, and also, um, like the imperfect legal framework that the U S exists within. Right. Cause the U S laws, um, are inherently prejudiced against people over time. So mm-hmm. a lot of like laws that have existed throughout the, you know, the entire history of the U S have been, they're not like laws that these people are coming up with in these like vacuums of of correctness right laws are made by people and groups of people and a lot of times these laws are you know bigoted to begin with Mm -hmm. um so it's really there's so many factors that it's hard to just have an opinion right so you could say for instance in this rittenhouse trial that you know he was justified in you know as self-defense because legally self-defense is a viable you know, because we don't know exactly what happened, of course, and and it's mm-hmm. feasible that this was legally a justified self-defense thing. Yeah. Um, like that's not out of the realm of possibility, but also from like an ethical and moral standpoint, why would someone cross take a state uh, lines. yeah cross state lines, take a gun, go to this protest? Yeah, like why would you know? It's like they wanted someone to attack them so that they exactly need self-defense. Like if you didn't put yourself in that situation, you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. you won't need to defend yourself if you're not there. And yeah, so I'm not really prepared to go too much further on this, but I just think it's more of a, you know, things are always deeper than they seem. So it's like the, the reason why things are and are not illegal is something you need to kind of look into. Um, yeah. And also, so it's just, things are never black and white. That's the, the, I think nuance is something that's lost on a lot of people. Totally. Yeah. If anything, I I do think this is just like a good example. Uh, I mean, not a good example, that's a weird word, but this whole case, like shines a lot of light on how, what you were saying, like the judicial system is, is a little, little messy and a little broken um, right because the thing is that th- like multiple things can be true here yeah. um it's not uh, you know it's not a impossible that what he did is wrong and also legal so i don't think you can say oh the justice system in this specific instance failed it's more of the the mechanisms through which law works have allowed this 
to happen rather yeah. than this instance using the laws that already exist them give, coming to the wrong conclusion right if that i don't know if that makes sense no yeah 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 um yeah that that answers the question you you went in jeff i didn't know what we were going to talk about there but <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a yeah it's it is a messy uh thing to talk about and it's hard to yeah. touch on it without just like kind of making a whole episode about it yeah um but i i agree it has been i don't know if entertaining is the right word but it's been interesting to watch yeah it's definitely interesting to just yeah. to see this play out because it's such a important you know it is important these types of things to just see how the country really operates yeah yeah um all right and that's questions that that does it um lot of thing a lot of ground we, we really have gone the entire spectrum of emotion in this episode yeah. we even touched on thanksgiving which yeah i mean crazy. it's um, this has been our most i think <laughs> you know intellectually and emotionally comprehensive episode we've ever yeah done. tick tick boom um let's get into the wrap-up uh firstly we'd like to give a or well what do we do we read a review um from the well actually that's not the first thing on the agenda first thing is next movie and jeff i have a good uh recommendation if if you don't i'm already no i'm ready to hear it uh i say we talk about king richard i was gonna actually also suggest suggest that that. as one of the possibilities yeah i was it just seems like a a, a cars cast movie it's honestly getting pretty good reviews Will Smith is supposed to be pretty good in it. It's on HBO Max. It's like, yep. you know. And also not? on YouTube, uh, it, I, it's like for a couple weeks, that was half of the ads playing before videos I would get would be the trailer for King Richard. <laughs> for King Richard? Yeah. I've <laughs> seen the funny. first like 10 seconds of that trailer so many times. So many times. Wow. Well, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about King Richard next week. So give that a watch. It seems like it's going to be a big awards movie, unless I'm wrong. But there is a lot of award awards buzz around That's it. That's actually a great way to phrase anything. Like it's, it's a win-win it's situation. Be, yeah, to say that. it's like you're like you know what? Who really knows? It's it's going to yeah. be amazing unless it's not. We don't we don't know. So what's the use in promising? Yeah. Um, and it's really yeah. just the the fleeting. You know, just the the fleeting life we have in us. Why predict? Just let it happen. Let it happen. Next, we like to uh, read a review from uh, uh, Chartable. Uh, We encourage you guys to uh, leave reviews because we love hearing what you have to say. And it also helps the podcast. And I love charts. Yeah, it makes us feel good. I love seeing Karsten's face light up when he reads these. (laughs) Get all glowing. Yeah. All red and yeah. Uh, this next one, or not this next one, this comes from uh, Valeria Toes, uh, and it's from the USA. Subject line is, love the milk, five stars, and it reads, okay, as a feet enthusiast, I love how much they talk about quarters, and I guess the movie talk is interesting. Um, okay, you did not light up with that one. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read these reviews before I read them, um, so just know that. Uh, Thanks for the five stars, though. Thank you, Valeria Toes. The username makes more sense now. Um, <laughs> next, we uh, this person means business. Next, we want to thank our patrons once again. Um, if you would like to become a patron, if you're a consistent listener of the podcast and are like, I want more. I want to see these guys a little bit more, and I want to support them. Because I love supporting this free podcast, but I want to, you know, pay for it. Yeah. Um, and get a little join, bit of extra bonus content. Join a lot of our favorite people, including um, my mom, <laughs> and being a patron. <laughs> Your mom, amongst a bunch of other strangers. Amongst other strangers. Well, they're not strangers because we meet them and we now have to become them. friends with a variety of them yeah. who show up to the uh, patron hangouts. Truly is one of the best communities I'm a part of. Um, and that's not just because they are people that pay me every month, um, but 
Oh man. Uh, anyways, you get bonus episodes, uh, Q and A's, shout outs at the end of every episode, and Zoom hangouts, along with some other stuff if we come up with anything. And uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, thank you, Alex Thomas, Anson Contreras. Antonio DeMarco, Blake Root, Boat, Brandon Ude, Brock Schultz, Camilla, Chuck the Duck, Coop, David, David Sir, Eden, Gavin Gibson, Grant Gow, Harry Remedianakis, Iva, Jane Easton, John Van Hout, Carson do a backflip, Katie T, Liv Rob, Logan James Chapman, Luke Warm, Maddie Robertson, Martin Duff, Mary Lee Borslow, Meridian, Monopoly Shrimp on the Barbie, Monroe Page, Nora B. Riley Aw, Sophia Arieta, Stella Perry, Super Kelly Fragilistic Expialidocious, Smitty Werbin, Jagerman Jensen, Tobias Broke, Tom Lakes Beans, Wes Kinley, Wiley Todd, Xavier Fossier, Yusef A., Zinlay Zames Zichardson, and Zoe Hernandez McDonald. Okay, did that Zinlay second to last one try to be the last one? They tried to be the last one, and they failed. <laughs> close, though. Close. It's really unfortunate. Um, maybe next time. Zinlay. Uh, and you know what? That's the podcast. That's, That's the podcast. That, that was tick, tick, boom. I had a great time today here with you. One of my favorite episodes, if I'm going to be honest. We kind of killed yeah. this one. Um, I agree. I mean, luckily... You know, we talked about Garfield the cat for a long time. So. Yeah, we really covered some important topics. Um, well, Jeff, you know, I hope you have a uh, lovely Thanksgiving. I hope um, you do too. I mean, I think <laughs> that you will because you've learned how to cook. Yeah. Are you going to cook any of your family dishes? Most likely not. But I'll okay, well, be that's... like, hey, does anyone need any help? And they'll be like, no. And I'll yeah, and then you, you room, yeah. But if they say yes, you could. I will, yeah. All Great. right. All right, well, you know what? I'll catch you on the flip side, Karsten. Catch you on the flip side. Flip side.